0: Welcome to episode number five. In today's episode, it's all about having an associate team and how the admin role is much different from being a photographer. Our guest today is Rachel Bruggeman. She talks about how she became sick in 2022 and was presented with two options, either take a step back from photographing for her company or risk her life. Even though she had a few couples to refund, she had many more clients that loved her associate brand. Just this year, her team photographed and filmed over 40 weddings alone. Her and I are talking about what it looks like and how she started and runs her associate business. Want to hear more? Brew that cup of coffee, find a comfy spot, and let's dive in. You're listening to the Cameras and Coffee Podcast with Kara Haynes,
1: a light and airy conversation about everyday life so you can listen and learn from
0: entrepreneurs. Here's your host, photographer, educator, and mentor, Kara Haynes. This episode is brought to you by CloudSpot, the exact gallery platform I use to showcase and organize my client images. They have recently released CloudSpot Studio, where you can now send and organize your contracts, questionnaires, and invoices in addition to your gallery. Receive 20% off your subscription by using my affiliate link, bit.ly forward slash cameras and coffee CloudSpot. Many photographers say that photography runs in their blood, and for Rachel, it's really true. Her great-grandfather, Luis, founded the Chicago Ferrotype Company in the early 20th century. Together, he and Gerald, her late grandfather, patented and produced the Mandalette camera, the namesake for their company and the inspiration for the Polaroid. She started Mandalette with the goal in mind of growing a luxury boutique studio and has trained countless photographers in the craft of lighting, posing, and client experience. She has been a wedding photographer for 10 years, yet tragically had to give up her passion in 2022 due to a heart complication. Since then, she has transitioned into being an admin for her own company, as well as the CEO being an entrepreneur presents his own challenges, but she truly loves what she does. She is immensely grateful to be a part of Couples Love Stories, and today she is sharing all about her associates in her business. Hey, Rachel, welcome to the show.
1: Well, I'm glad to be here, um, and thank you for having me. It's an honor.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm very excited. Yeah, I thought it would be fun to kind of talk to listeners about how you and I got connected. in um, correct me if I'm wrong, because I want to make sure I have this right. But I feel like you were looking for a second shooter for a wedding here in Michigan. And you reached out like on a online platform, I think. Yeah, you found me on HoneyBook. Oh, on HoneyBook? Okay. Yeah, you found okay. me on HoneyBook. Okay. Okay. I was like, how did we find each other? It's been a while. I don't remember how long ago, but um, oh, that's even more fun. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, Um, I think it's been three or four years
1: too. It's been like three or four years since we met.
0: (laughs) I know. This time has gone so fast. It's like all of 2020 is a blur. (laughs) And so like leading up to now, it's like, wait, did all that happen? (laughs) But um, yeah, so I love that we got connected and then you continue to see if I was interested in being an associate shooter, which has been so fun. Um, Love doing weddings in Chicago. It's a lot different than Michigan. So it's kind of fun to come into that atmosphere too. Um, But yeah, I kind of want to talk about um, with you the history of Mandalette and in your family. Um, So yeah, so I guess I'll kind of break that down. So like, when did you decide photography was what you wanted to do. When you can kind of explain the history too, if you want.
1: <laughs> Sounds good. So um, my great grandfather invented one of the first tin type cameras that was um, the inspiration for the Polaroid. It was the first instant developing camera, you would take your forceps and take your negative, drop it into your developing fluid, which the, it was like an internal dark room and take it out and shake it like a Polaroid picture hand it to the client. And he helps business owners through the Great Depression by loaning out his cameras on a penny loan and having them pay it back over time with 4% in profits or each, each shoot. Um, so yeah, he helps a lot of people through the depression, but that's not really why I got into it. Um, my whole family really been into photography, mainly film photography my whole life. Like, there's stories about my dad capturing all of our births and forgetting to load the film, and you know, funny things like that. I actually, have his film camera. He uh, he passed away last year, but I have his film camera that he gave to me when I started my business. Mm-hmm. But how I got into it was um, really because of the iPhone. I um, had a flip phone and one of those digital point-and-shoot cameras, little canons. Um, basically since I was in junior high and I would take photos of anything like construction sites, street art, like anything. And, um, eventually my dad saw like, wow, Rachel really has a great eye for this. So for Hanukkah in 2010, my dad bought me my first Canon T3i DSLR, which was mm-hmm. the best ever. Um, I didn't really know exactly how to use it correctly until about 2011 when I took a photography class in college. Um, And then from there, I started photographing concerts, networking, second shooting weddings. And it wasn't until 2017 that I started Mandelette Photography. Before then, it was Rachel Mandel Photography, so okay. now that it's handle at photography, I started it with the vision in mind of having a luxury studio, boutique, having all the photographers have consistent work who I would train in my style or send resources. And that's how I got to where I am was just kind of like if you build it, they will come kind of mentality.
0: Yeah. And you guys have like exploded because you're like very well known in the Chicago area and it's just crazy. Like <laughs> When you think about that amount of time, what is that? Like 5 is that 5 years? That's 5 years. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, for sure. Hey, very cool. Thanks for sharing that. I love that. I didn't know that about your dad. <laughs> I love that he forgets the film. That's kind of funny Um yes. Um and then can you kind of explain cuz today we're going to talk about associate photographers and that is something that you do? And I just want to know if you could like kind of explain to the listeners um, who have never heard of this concept before, like what that is.
1: Yeah. So typically an associate photographer is a photographer that shoots in place of or in conjunction with the main photographer for a studio. So when I started Mandelette Photography in 2017, it was me and one second shooter And from there, we just grew and grew and grew and started to hire associate videographers and associate photographers to double, triple, quadruple book some of um, the dates that we had that were very popular. So an associate photographer is really someone who is willing to shoot in your style, in your place, continue your brand legacy. And provide a similar client experience while you are either shooting another wedding or handling the admin and emergency work.
0: Yeah, that's a lot. Like how many weddings did mandalet cover this year?
1: Yeah, we did 40, 40 this year. I would say that's pretty like typical for us. Um, maybe my first year and, um, you know, shooting weddings, I maybe did like five. The next year is maybe like 15 and then maybe like last year we did 33 and this year it was 40 so it just keeps getting bigger and bigger we have 17 booked for next year so hopefully we can get up to that 40 amount again that's always our goal is that 40 yeah. number
0: do you find that like january is like your all time high t- time too, like when you get all of your inquiries
1: <laughs> yeah like, so engagement yeah, when we are getting engaged <laughs> Yeah, um, I would say that anywhere between Thanksgiving and Valentine's Day is where we get maybe 30, 40, maybe even 50% of our inquiries for the year. That's where we have our major booking months. And for some reason, um, in the summer, people don't want to get as gauged as as frequently because maybe it's not as romantic or something outside. We will do proposals during that season, but people usually don't plan their weddings until the slow lull in the winter.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Nuts. And then how many like portrait sessions do you do throughout the year?
1: Yeah. So last year we were working with more um planners that planned engagement sessions and um proposals, but we kind of outgrew that budget range because we were only I was making like $10 an hour at the end of the day, editing those and sending out someone. So we do still work with planners who plan those. We do less um, less frequent proposals. So last year, we had 78 portrait sessions, and that includes family sessions. And this year, we had
0: 55. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I feel you because that's kind of how I am too. <laughs> it's like, okay, like more the weddings and yeah, 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 yeah. Um, So when we talk about associates, um, when did you start like hiring them? Now, I know you mentioned that it was you and another... Um, second shooter, but like, when did you decide hiring associates for Mandala was needed?
1: (laughs) Yeah. So whenever I like how we've grown is whenever I see a need in the market, I will create an offer that people are already asking for. So when I would get inquiries and people wanted to hire a videographer and ask for recommendations, I just decided to make it internal and bring on videographers to our team, which is a great add on to any photography package. So it was 2019. I hired um, one videographer and he had a lot booked with us for 2020. Um, <laughs> he ended up getting into commercial work and his business really exploded. I'm very proud and happy for him. He also videoed my wedding in 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other thing is like, there's going to be like people that are on our team and they're committed to a date, but eventually they outgrow us and that's okay. So yeah, um, that was probably the first person I hired. And then we also had two associate photographers at the time. So we were able to take on two wedding days per weekend date for a year. Um, 2020 happened and obviously we had to part with our videographer cause he was doing commercial work and that was more fruitful. And we brought in some even more beautiful, crazy talented photographers, photographers and videographers And now we have a team of 15. So we have five videographers and 10 photographers.
0: So, yeah. So what does that process look like when you're like hiring someone? I know you mentioned kind of like reaching out and that kind of thing. But what does that process look like for you?
1: Yeah. What do you require of
0: them and all that?
1: Yeah. Typically when I'm bringing on someone to the team, it's either by a team member referral of someone. That they know and like, which is honestly how we've gotten some of our best people that that are really great. Because if I already like one of our team members, and they refer their best friend, it's like having an awesome team all together. So we get a lot of our team members through referrals. Um, and then we also find team members just by like, happenstance, we needed an associate that day, or, you know, they need to fill in for someone in that case of emergency, and they really liked working with us. So they just continue working with us. And I say the only time that's ever been an issue, um, we have had to let some people off the off the hook with their weddings and fill in someone else because they did not complete required coursework and videos that I send them, PDFs, that kind of thing. And it's very apparent um when that happens. So in that case, you know, if someone's dishonest and lies about completing the courses, we let them go. Um, in terms of like bringing them on, I interview and screen for character. So this is these are questions like, um, are do you feel that all love is beautiful? Are you comfortable photographing all time all sorts of weddings? Um, what would you do in case of an emergency with your gear or with your car? Like how would you handle that? Um, what would it take for you to go above and beyond for a client? And what have you done to go up above and beyond for a client in the past? Things of that nature. Um, And then I usually will give them either a one hour proposal or engagement session as their first assignment and see how where they are in their skill level and how that can really shine. Um, So these are typically, you know, the junior associate bookings. They start out as a junior associate and our um, photographers are upgraded to senior associate once their work is at a certain level.
0: Are you enjoying this episode so far? I thought so. Would you do me a huge favor? Would you take a second to leave a review? Just head over to your listening platform and click those stars and tell me what you're enjoying most about it. It would be the best and I would be so grateful. I'd also love to feature you and other listeners about your experience. It only takes a couple minutes and it would mean a lot. Okay, enough about me. Let's enjoy the rest of the episode. Yeah, that's and this has been like an experience I've actually gotten to learn <laughs> firsthand. Cause this is, this has been something. Cause I've done second shooting. I've done like primary shooting at weddings. It's been so fun. Um, I've met some of these team members and they've been amazing. I feel like sometimes it's like, it's the dream team. <laughs> like <laughs> I love working with them. Please put us together again next time. Like I know I've sent you emails like that before. Um, but yeah, it's just really cool. Um,
1: Thank and you. then diving yeah, in like, fun.
0: <laughs> yes, I love it. Um, so now that like you've been a big part of like photographing weddings, I know that you've taken a big step back from that. Um, are you comfortable explaining like where that is, why you're now fully like associate based for weddings and that kind of thing?
1: Yeah, so um up until June 2nd of this year, I was shooting maybe half of our weddings. And I had scheduled maybe half of our weddings with me as a primary photographer. Um, unfortunately, on June 2nd, I was hospitalized with a heart condition for four days. Um, I'm on a medication now that helps. And I've lowered my heart rate by 27 beats per second, which is really impressive wow. for that um, yeah. over the past six months or so. So I'm very you know, happy with where my health is right now. Um, but at the time, it was hard. I was a fall risk even in the hospital, so mm-hmm. I had to have like special wristbands, and it was just very mm-hmm. scary. I'm carrying around thirty pounds of gear, and I yeah. faints and cracked my head open. Like, I'm sorry, that's kind of traumatizing for everyone. I'm not going to put anyone at risk. So I decided to take a step back and transition into my admin role. We refunded maybe four or five couples who are not okay with the change those couples were mainly couples who had their wedding in that weekend and they were just kind of like shocked Mm. and couldn't process it. And I felt horrible about that. Mm. Um, you know, we survived like we actually, I was kind of freaked out. We were in the red business wise for a little while there, I would say maybe two or three months. And now we're back on our, on our feet. And my salary is like a full living wage salary now from what I built. And, You know, I'm just really proud of where we're at and how far we've come. Um, I transitioned into the admin work, um, you know, that weekend in June. And I haven't really, I haven't done any wedding since then. And I miss the art and I'm able to do them now. But it's like, I want to give myself enough time to make sure I'm okay before I go back. Mm -hmm. So it was just such like a big, I I don't want to say like trauma, but it was kind of traumatizing for me. Like, I don't want to risk my reputation if, you know, there's a chance I can't perform the job. So yeah. that being said, um, we are good. We've brought in a consistent amount of business, even with this major change year after year. Um, and I'm really proud of our team. Everyone's grown so much in their art. And as a photographer, I've always felt that I've grown in my art with every wedding. So to see each team member, including you, Carol, grow <laughs> with each wedding and your art and their art is really, really special and really re- rewarding.
0: Yeah. And it's crazy. Cause like you think about like you were a step ahead having these so- associate shooters. Cause I can't even imagine like me right now, I don't have associates in my business. And if like something were to happen to my health and something like that, like I'd be lost, like, Oh my gosh, like what do I do here? And I feel like yeah, that's been a step back for you, but you also had like a level up because you could reach out to your associates, which is really nice. But, um, I I would miss it too. That's got to be so hard to like, I'd have like major FOMO, (laughs) like, Oh, I want to be at that wedding too. And that kind of thing. But my heart's a little broken
1: even talking about it.
0: (laughs) Oh no. (laughs) Is it, okay? um, Do you feel like the stress of, like, the full admin role is, like, better, harder? Like, what do you, how do you feel? Like,
1: because
0: that's a a lot, too. On a scale of one
1: to perfectionist, I'm a 10 perfectionist. Like, I'm very type A um, with my work. But what's nice is that once my associates arrive and I enter all of their calendar invites for each event Mm -hmm. on on the timeline into everyone's team calendar, So we all are on the same page with what's going on. I can let go and just allow our associates to be creative and have fun. I don't like to micromanage. And one of the reasons I train our associates is so that I can trust them and their work. So I feel that the admin role is very relaxing and um, it's a lot more laid back. The only real thing that's tough (laughs) is... Um, I do get the FOMO, you know, on the weekends, like, oh, man, yeah. I wish I was shooting that wedding, that kind of thing. But, you know, my husband and I, you know, we enjoy our time together. And when we eventually do decide to grow a family, it will be very rewarding to have two remote jobs and be able to spend
0: time yeah. with children. Yeah, that that is super nice. I get it. Yeah. Um, you are so organized. Like I love I've t- like taken it on some of that scale, like with my second shooters even like because I used to have like everything in like a formatted list and things but now I'm like calendar invites for like every hour so that we can like on there just hopefully there's no time change like mine when I (laughs) when I got all screwed up between the Michigan Chicago time change I'm like oh my gosh why why did that happen to me (laughs) That's why uh, that's
1: like another great reason why we have everyone arrive, you know, at least half an hour early and then also printing the timeline. I really appreciate that you still do that.
0: Yeah. Oh, I always have a hard copy because I'm like, what if my phone dies? Or (laughs) Mm because I'm like, I am like so worried that I would be totally lost without Mm -hmm. the schedule. And I'm like, I want to make sure I'm very type A, too. So, like, I'm very much like make sure this works. And I'm a very much of a forward thinker. so like i want to make sure like okay we look at this now like this is going to affect this on the timeline if we're like behind this much time so like that's definitely where i'm like yes i very much appreciate all of that cuz i'm like this this helps me stay in check for sure so yeah you do a very good yeah. job at that um so looking into like associates and your business overall what what do overhead expenses look like for your business like preparing taxes and making sure like your team is it like financially makes sense for you.
1: Yeah. So I have a spreadsheet of basically every fiscal year. So from April through April, (laughs) um, I have a spreadsheet of every wedding that we have going on each year. So I have one right now for 2022, 2023 and 2024 on that spreadsheet, on each spreadsheet, I include, um, whose wedding it is, the wedding date, the money coming in, the associate pay that we owe. And then I tally it all up with, you know, my spreadsheets do math for me. I'm a big nerd. I love spreadsheets. They calm me down. (laughs) Same. So weird. It's like my favorite hobby. And um, they do math for me. So they show me how much Mm -hmm. we owe our associates, how much we have coming in, and how much we can save. And I also use QuickBooks for my profit and loss report. So when I see that there's expenses versus our income, um, at the end of the day, I would, say we, I would say we keep maybe 30% of what we make, which is pretty standard for photography. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I do there is I will pay our associates and I have a separate bank account that I keep all of our associate funds in. I transfer that to my checking and pay them after the files are received. Um, And then things like overhead that goes on, like that goes off as a business expense on QuickBooks. And at the end of the year, this year, we'll have made around 60,000 in profit. So we owe 42% of that to taxes um, because my husband and I married filing jointly, our tax bracket is 22%. And then (laughs) we owe 15% in social security, Medicare, self-employment tax and 7% in state taxes. So, it's around 42% total. And what I do, every single booking I get, I see what I have coming in, I automatically put away what I need to pay for associates into that separate checking account. From there, I do a little math equation on my phone. I multiply um sorry, I um multiply the amount that we had coming in um, after associate pays us to check that and I multiply it by 0.42. And then I put that into our joint savings account for when we need to prepare for tax season. So that way we know how much we can keep for a profit and we're not overspending. And it just really helps us to stay organized and make sure that we can pay our bills and also pay our, our team and not have any issues at the end of the year with taxes.
0: Yeah, I know when I was talking to my CPA, it was like 42%. Like They were like, yes, you should be sitting that much upside. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's such a huge profit like loss. But yeah. that's a lot of why like I adjusted my prices because I was like, okay, like, and just like educating clients, like you think that's a lot, but I like it's more than just this hour I'm shooting with you, you know. So it's yeah. it's a lot. But um, yeah, no, that's all really good. Very good math. <laughs> um, and I think a lot of times, like, and I hopefully our listeners kind of like gain some sense of knowledge, especially those who are just starting out too, like in their business of like what to expect financially in that way. Cause I know for that, that was a huge learning thing for me. And I was like, holy cow. <laughs> um, and I have great a great bookkeeper and all that kind of stuff. Love them. And yeah, that's that's definitely something where I've been like, oh my gosh.
1: <laughs> yeah, Definitely it's a important.
0: learning curve. Yes, I like
1: being my own much. bookkeeper. Uh, I had my own bookkeeper yeah. and my own CPA, but I like doing it myself better. So I get my instant gratification um, yeah. because waiting for a CPA or a bookkeeper to get back to me is Like I can't, (laughs) I just, I just, I can't wait. I need my instant gratification. I need to know how much I need to set aside. I need to know that I have that much and it's just more helpful for me to DIY it and work with like H&R block at the end of the year.
0: When you think too, and you like meet with a CPA, like a month later, you're like, I don't know what that expense was. That was a month ago. (laughs) Like That's a lot of times for me. I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to keep better track of that than, than going back into my bank account and being like, what was that expense? Where's that receipt? Like, yeah. yeah, I can totally, I totally understand that's, that's something where I'm for the next year. I'm like, okay, I gotta be better at like keeping track so that I can just send that over for sure.
1: Quick, QuickBooks is everything. QuickBooks tells up oh, yeah. all your accounts and it's just amazing. I love QuickBooks.
0: Yes, yes, yes. Um, Anything else? Well, I, I'm going to open it up before I ask you any, th- this last question, but anything you would want to know from me, and I don't mean to put you on the spot, but... <laughs> I always like to offer that question because it's like a lot of times people don't know um, stuff about me too. So I was like, I just wanted to open the floor up for that. (laughs) If you were uh, wondering.
1: Um, How is the Michigan market? I know like for obvious reasons, the architecture and everything, but how is the Michigan market vastly different from the Chicago market? And what has been your favorite wedding with Mandalette so far?
0: Oh, I love that. So the Michigan market... Um, it's been harder to find that luxury market and that's kind of where I'm moving into and why I love photographing in Chicago because I feel like you have that luxury market. And so that's why I'm like, oh yeah, I want to do Rachel's weddings all the time (laughs) because those are fun to do. And I feel like the, the weddings that are primarily where I'm at in Grand Rapids now, like Detroit is probably a different situation on the other side of the state, but for ours, the market is a little bit lower than that. And I feel like a lot more rustic. And mm-hmm. so there's a lot of price shopping. There's a lot of DIY from our bride and grooms, um, and our couples here. Um, so it's a little bit different in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they're kind of always trying to like figure that out. Um, I've actually built my business to the point where it's like, they feel like they have to have me because they feel like we have a connection and that's so important to me and my brand of like building that connection and not just based on like what I offer. Um, I want to build a relationship with them. That's like going to be years and years from now. Like I have a private Facebook group that all of my couples go into and like we talk all the time. Um, We get together, we do mani pedis together, that kind of stuff. Like it's just, it's more fun to like offer that up and like get together as a group. Like, when they have babies, like I offer to like photograph their new families. I don't offer that anymore, but like to my bride and grooms, like I'll offer that to them. Um, but yeah, so in Michigan, that's kind of, kind of where they stand. It is a high wedding market. Um, there's a lot of weddings. So like venues are like booked up like crazy and you gotta, <laughs> you gotta plan way in advance to find what you want. Um, However, um, yeah, so for the weddings that I've done with you, hmm, my favorite one so far. I gotta think. I know there's one. I think it was the one I'm trying to think of where it was. It was done at Saint Ben's. And oh, then yes.
1: Oh, yes. the wedding the reception, ben. I
0: Yes. And the reception was at, was it at the
1: Hyatt Law? No, it, it was at the Hyatt Skokie.
0: Yes, yes, yes. That one was probably my favorite one so far. I, I loved that. And I don't know if it was like the couple and their family or like, super they were sweet. just so amazing. <laughs> I feel like every couple I've done for you though, they have been so sweet. I know the last one yeah. I just did, we did at the um planetarium and they were mm-hmm. such a sweet couple the groom so uh, he was cute. my favorite um but yeah i think that one the st ben's one was probably my favorite so far and it was so fun because their grandma was like over 100 i think yeah and she was out I on the dance was- floor it was so cute i was like oh my gosh she's like stealing the show <laughs> so much fun
1: I'm I so glad I
0: that she went on
1: the dance floor because Laura, the bride, just wouldn't stop talking about how excited she was to see her grandma dancing.
0: <laughs> oh, it was so cute. So cute. Oh my goodness. Yes. Such a fun wedding. Yes. And the bridal party was like amazing the whole time. I loved it. Um, but yeah. So my last question for you is just to share like anything else that you would think that is like beneficial for photographers that are thinking about starting an associate program like what they would need to know or what to expect, that kind of thing.
1: Yeah, I would just say know your numbers, make sure it's something that you can afford to do so you don't have a panic few months like I did this year going from half associate to full associate. That was really scary and really hard. Um, Other than that, like knowing your numbers, making sure you know and like your people. If you don't get along with your people, it's bad for morale and it's not good for the team. So you want to make sure you're working with quality human beings who have like good character traits and values like you. Um that's <laughs> probably my biggest two pieces of advice, yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, and I think that wouldn't work even with second shooters too. Like I know I find that that's really hard. It's like you got to find someone that you're willing to work with because I've worked with like videographers too and it's like if you don't mix well like Mm -hmm. it can be a disaster and so I'm always like reaching out beforehand like hey this is who I am whatever let me know how I can help accommodate your day and honestly communication is key like just kind of like reaching out ahead of time and letting them know like I value you like and I'm not gonna just like take the lead on this definitely and so I think you've definitely built a really great associate team or they like respect you and um you just are so oh. caring. So loving. I always love it. Like in our, in our calendar where it's like drive home safe. And you're always like making sure we get home safe. Like, oh. <laughs> so sweet. Um, but yeah, so where, um, can our listeners find you on the web, you and your business, if they wanted to come find Mandelette?
1: Yeah. So pretty simple. Our Instagram is Mandelette M A N D E L E T T E. So Mandel um, Facebook <laughs> Mandolette Photography, Pinterest Mandalette. It's pretty much Mandalette across the board, except for Facebook. I couldn't lock down that domain, <laughs> but we'd love to hear from you. And um, yes. if you'd like to work with us as an associate, you can send me an email, hello at com, or visit our website if you're a client and it's com. Yeah. And
0: yeah, you won't have a bad experience with <laughs> with Rachel. Her <laughs> team is great. Um Thank yeah, you. <laughs> so uh yeah, thanks for being on the show today. I'm so glad we got to talk about this. I know this is something I've always been curious about as well and um I hope it's really helpful for the listeners. Thanks for listening to the
1: cameras and coffee podcast. Check out the show notes for this episode at Photography.com slash podcast. That's K-A-R-A-H-A-N-E-S photography.com slash podcast. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time.